It's Celtics coverage on CLNSRadio.com. Right now and share your thoughts toll free three four seven two one five seven 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 one. There. All right, and welcome to the Celtics post-game show. I'm planning, as I said, Periscope heard me, broadcast in. Robert Williams, minus 11. Romeo Langford, minus 16. Ennis Cantor, minus 13. And chief among them in this one, Fortunately, going to be the GOAT from this game. Brad Wanamaker, minus 25. Celtics had pulled in five late in this game, and he missed two open threes in transition. They were back-breaking for the Celtics' comeback attempt. A very valiant effort down the stretch of this game to try to get back into it. Of course, that minus 25 shows you that the Celtics built some mass deficits in this game when their bench was on the court. They trailed by as many as 16. And the Jazz bench had their way with the Celtics. Some good performances from that group. Jordan Clarkson, who's been a revelation from this team for this team, shows the power of what a deadline addition can do. Seven of thirteen, seventeen points, four rebounds and two assists off the Jazz bench. Jazz outscored the Celtics by twenty with them on the floor. My only with Jazz six ten from three. After the numbers, this one was pretty evident from the eye test that the Celtics are a team, and I've said this all year, half-built in 10 because of the arrival of Kemba Walker and the resurgence of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown after two down years for them. Daniel Tice's effort at center has been sensational. Another great game from him in this one. 12 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. Can't complain about anything he did. Marcus Smart scores almost 30 points on his birthday. Not his most efficient night. Definitely had a few blows to the groin that slowed him down down the stretch of this one as he's been accustomed to this season. But what we really have here is an issue where the Celtics aren't going to be very deep into the postseason at all. And that doesn't matter if they're full healthy. They're going to have three things. Semi Ojale's play this week has been encouraging, to say the least. He's definitely a guy who can at least give them some rotation to get Tatum, Brown, any one of them a breather. If any one of those guys is hurting and they will throughout the game, he definitely looks like a guy who can help them out in that regard. But say anyone goes down with a serious injury on this squad, whether it be Kemba, Brown, Hayward, who have struggled with injuries this year, Kemba specifically 5 of 17, 1 of 7 as he continues to manage that knee injury that he's had since January. That's becoming a massive concern because this team cannot sustain injuries. It's very clear that at the highest level of play, an injury is going to impact this team. Now, they can beat the Cavaliers with nobody showing up in Cleveland. That much is evident from Wednesday. But when they've been shorthanded, when they've been playing the elite competition in the league, and I think you consider the Jazz among that as a team that's playing the top half of the Western Conference. That's the best competition. It's the hardest schedule night in and night out. This is one of the elite teams in the NBA. And the Celtics split season series with them. 
They were much healthier when they were out there on that West Coast swing. No Kemba, of course, but you have Tate Brown and Hayward in that game. Made much easier work for them. Now that you're down Brown and Tatum, it was a disastrous effort. Absolutely horrific effort through the second quarter of this game where the Jazz go on an extended 45-18 to run. Like, are you kidding me? 45-18. And now Brad Stevens after this game. Jason Tatum needs some rest throughout the stretch of this one. The only reliable score that the Celtics had in this game played 32 minutes. I get it. War with the Celtics radio personnel throughout the week. Some of their hot takes about Gordon Hayward and everything else with this team. The trade deadline where they didn't do everything, biggest thing in the world. One thing I agree with them on is that in a game where you're experimenting, where you're trying to try some rotations, get Robert Williams some extended run again, trying to see what they can get from Javante Green in 12 minutes, you press Femi Ojale 33 and play Jason Tatum 32? In what world does that make sense? And after all those minutes for Ojale in crunch time, they go with Wanamaker as the fifth man in the rotation with Smart, Tice, Walker, and Tatum. And, of course, he's the one guy as the Jazz are scrambling there that's open on those final few possessions where he loses the first battle and then goes down terrible the second. Ultimately, we look at fourth quarter down the stretch. And Wanamaker's first miss was at 96-89. Tatum had just made a free throw or after a rebound by Tice. Nice rebound by Tice there. Get within seven. Walker misses a shot at the rim. Gets his own miss. They're able to funnel it out to Wanamaker, and he misses that first one badly. 114 to go. Would have made it 96-92. They get back up the floor after a stop. Turnovers late in this game. The defensive activity that the Celtics a lot more encouraging. And Robert Williams I helped them a lot in that fourth quarter with his shot blocking. So after that one of your miss, go back. Royce O'Neal misses a three. Jazz bailed the Celtics out with a lot of missed threes, open shots in this game. Jack gets their Wanamaker gets the rebound, brings it up, they Set him up for an open three, and he air balls at 51 seconds left. If he made both of those, would have been 96 to 94 with 19 seconds remaining. They play the free throw game. Royce O'Neal makes one, misses one. We're talking about a 97-94 game with 14 seconds to go. Now, I don't have any confidence that the Celtics won this game, even tied it given the personnel that they had on the floor and the way the Jazz were scrambling on those last four possessions. Let's make no mistake. Wanamaker shouldn't have been taking those shots. Those were open looks for Tatum, Kemba, throughout those possessions. Smart had an open look on that first one. Jazz were scrambling like crazy to make sure that it ended up in Wanamaker's hands. Wanamaker, as you know, not a knockdown three-point shooter. If he was, he wouldn't have been playing in Turkey and other locations for seasons. So what's my takeaway? This team has a moderately faulty construction. They don't have the Jordan Clarkson off the bench. They're not all in on contending like the Jazz are. 
didn't go out there and make the moves that the Lakers did. Dion Waiters, now, I'm not considering Dion Waiters someone I would have wanted on the Celtics, nor do I think he's going to help the Lakers all that much, but I've been surprised before with LeBron. That's a right move for L.A., not for the Celtics. Same with Markeith Morris, who has shown with other teams in the league that he's a fringe NBA player. Will he get better with LeBron and Davis? Probably. So good move. Would any single move have solved some of the defensive issues, the intensity issues that the Celtics have faced the last few weeks? I don't think so. I'm as intrigued by Davis Bertans, Bielitsa, as any of these pieces that anyone else is. But do I think they'd be a cure-all for Celtics issues? Or questions when it comes to making a championship. And honestly, I know it's a cop-out, but health is chief among them when it comes to making a run here. There is nothing the Celtics could do that could help them sustain injury to Brown and Hayward if that's where they're heading in the postseason. Even losing Hayward himself would have been a massive hit to this team's playoff chances if that's where it ends up going. Kemba? Doesn't look like they can sustain that at the highest level with the loss to the Lakers and loss to Houston that they suffered to start this one and three swoon. Every one of the top five, top six rotation guys is crucial to what they're doing because they constitute almost 75, 80% of the points that they score. They don't have scorers on the bench. How many three pointers did Grant Williams airmail in that second half? We're talking about Wanamaker's misses. Javante Green had a wide-open lane to the basket that he missed a dunk on, so he goes 0-1 in this game. Williams, two points in 16 minutes. He had shown promise against Brooklyn, against Cleveland on the offensive end of the floor, but things tap here, and that's it. And Ennis Cantor, man, I couldn't have been any more wrong about the move. He gets banged up, suffers a hip injury. This is a guy who's had injuries in the past, and it looks like he's not even going to be a rotation player in the playoffs. And how is that guy who was looking like one of the signings of the summer in January? Feels like the last great game that he had that blow over the Lakers that started this team's great stretch in the second half of this year. But here we are, game number 62. There's 20 to go, and the Celtics don't have a single reliable force off their bench. They just don't. Now, when they get fully healthy, if they get fully healthy, is a good way to put it, because this team has not had its full lineup since opening night. The health situation that they've had this year is a debacle. And Brad Stevens has said it feels like a regular year. He would know better than me because he's around them year in and year out daily. But it doesn't feel like it to me. Walker comes back and Brown and Hayward right out the door. Tatum, they have to make. Especially down the stretch of it. William works out. How many blocks does he end up with this one? Three blocks, but a minus 11. Right, a large credit that to other bench players too. Well. But the, that's another thing for Brad. Why are four bench guys out there with Tatum in this one? Why is that a rotation that they're throwing out there? You can experiment all you want with want to make a third green up there. It's not work. Now, and if it doesn't work now, it's certainly not going to work in the playoffs. So what's the point of even experimenting that? It's getting frustrating with the team because this isn't just a throwing March game, and that's what you could probably get that to in the end of it. But come April, 
when we're breaking down the final standings and the Raptors gutted out 16, 15 straight wins, whatever that was. And that's the difference because the Celtics got three and four in March, fooling around and injured with the rotations, giving Wanamaker 26 and Ojale 33 and Tatum 32. It just wasn't a great coach game by Brad Stevens. Wasn't a lot of energy from the Celtics on the defensive end of the floor. They got smoked through the second and third quarters. I want to look at the final score for those quarters. Thirty-two to twenty in the second, seventeen to seventeen in the third, and then the Celtics end up winning the fourth. So I expect this team to fight late in the games and show the promise that they did in this one. Ultimately, though, it's not enough. So I'm taking your calls here up until about eleven thirty. If no one's calling in, then I'll just leave this for the on-demand viewers. And just so you know, you can find the Celtics post-game show on demand at Link T R. That's Link T R I N K T R. Dot E E slash real Bob Manning. That's link tree with a dime between the T- R and the E slash real Bob Manning. We're with you for about 11 minutes now where you can get on the board here. The number is 347-215-7771. You're listening to the Celtics post game show on Steelers Media. I'm Bobby Manning. And shout out to Joe Choquette, Joel Pavone, the other host holding down this year. If you're in the car, if you're listening tomorrow morning, appreciate you all been a great season we're getting down postseason stretch here and my gripe with this team is that this could be a year of contention lost due to some of their deficiencies we'll take you through five of those deficiencies the bench broad umbrella one the open three-point shooting is not all that good that's just not grant Walker. you look at jason tatum and some others they're marks from open three-point Looks are not all that great. I'd probably throw Gordon Hayward into that mix too. For those who want a dose of Hayward hate here. But guess what? In this game, Hayward makes up at least 10 of the points that Bench isn't able to get. So if all these people, and now here I go. I agreed with the radio for the first half of the show. Now I'm going to go in on them. For all the people who just hope and pray that Hayward's going to opt out next summer. And want to see him gone and want to see him traded at the deadline for the likes of Andre Drummond, who the Cavaliers made a big splash at the deadline and haven't been able to get him on the court to play. This is a guy who's going into free agency and isn't even assured to stay with them. So excellent move there. Lame duck season from Drummond. I know they didn't give up anything to get him, but come on. People really want to see Hayward traded for Andre Drummond. And this is in a season where Hayward's efficiency has been as sharp, as reliable as any season in his career. And you forget the big ones because those look bad, but we're looking at a numbers game and he's given the fourth contribution behind Tatum, Kemba, and Brown that they've needed. It's set them apart and has allowed them to join the elite ranks of the NBA. So all this talk like Hayward's a problem as he's fixing into this issue that they have on the bench when he's really the guy who's making up for all the inefficiency and lack of scoring on the bench is just ridiculous. I mean, you should be on your hands and knees begging the Hayward to stay because that region or whatever he's making is just going down the drain if you leave. So what we see tonight, plus Brown, that's what you get. So enjoy your replacement-level player or your semi-Ojale as a fifth starter next year. Hayward walks out the door. 
that's going to be real good to their contention chances. And I'm sure Haywood loves tuning into the radio every single day and hearing him be the scapegoat for his team. And don't get me wrong. There's issues with Tatum, the bunnies at the rim, the open misses he had in the corner against Houston played a big part in that loss. Be the least healthy team player on the team. We talk about Hayward's unreliable. He's unable to go fully healthy in the postseason. We're talking about Hayward as the most important piece on this team, the attractor to the team. Now, does he have to get more aggressive? Does he have to be able to deal with struggles better than he does when those happen? Yes. But he's also going to be an incredibly reliable creator and score at all three levels like any other that he's been able to do this year. So I want to hear about Hayward out of this one, especially on a night he doesn't play, and he probably helps him to a high degree. He does play. What can the Celtics do? Manage Tatum, manage Brown, manage Hayward. Give them the time they need to recover from these ailments that they've been dealing with, even if it's extended this time. That's ultimately going to be better than whatever seeding loss they're suffering because this team does not have a chance if they're missing one of these pieces going into a Toronto or Miami or one of those second-level teams in the East. When they're fully healthy, they're head and shoulders above those teams. And I think they've shown that this year with their resume. The Bucks just laugh and laugh and laugh, looking down and seeing maybe their biggest threat, dealing with the injuries and inconsistency that they are here in Beantown. Bucks were underdogs tonight. They are up 31 to 24 on the Lakers. And I have said on the show that the Lakers are the most impressive team in the league this year because of the schedule that they're playing. But you can't look at the Bucks and turn your nose either. They just mow through every test, every opponent that they get. It's brutal consistency. They are going to go down as one of the most consistent teams in NBA history, and they'll be judged by playoff fate. Hopefully so. But right now, we're talking about a Celtics team that can't even sniff them. And this team tonight goes into Milwaukee with some of the losses that they've incurred, and they're getting swept. There's no doubt about it. Hey, they tuned in on Periscope tonight. Not too many lingering thoughts from this one. I enjoy some of the strides that Robert Williams is making. I love the starting unit. And Semi Ojale had another nice game in this one. I would have liked him taking those threes late over Wanamaker, but ultimately Brad didn't go in that direction. Probably a better lineup combination numbers-wise that he leaned on or he wanted to see what this was capable of together, but you got to put your best foot on the table come crunch time. You know me, I'm Bob Manning at Real Bob Manning on Twitter. You can check out these shows at realbobmanning.com link tr.ee slash realbobmanning. We have a 6 o'clock tilt. I believe it's 6 o'clock visual here. For Sunday's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Celtics will return to the Garden after this loss at home tonight. Yes, and it was 6 o'clock. Smart guess by me. Celtics pulled out a tough win at Oklahoma City to, as part of that road trip. 
Now they'll sh- face the Thunder in short succession again. This is another physical, versatile team that they're going to be going up against that has quite a few scoring options on the wing. The three guys hurt them, but it doesn't look like the Celtics are going to have Hayward or Brown that one. Brown would rule out entirely. Hayward, the possibility, depending on how his practice goes tomorrow. So shorthanded, go again. And will Kemba even be available as he continues to nurse that knee injury? So a lot riding on Tatum maintain the standings this next week or two if they try to get Brown back to full health and figure out what's going on with his knee now. It was his foot earlier in the year, and now his knee is hurting. Do any other injuries pop up on that? So I took a few hard spills tonight, some shots of the groin. We'll see how he's trying to hold up in the age 26. Happy birthday, Marcus Smart. Lots to be optimistic about with this team. 42-20, and 20, they've exceeded all expectations. In fact, a second or third round appearance for this team is going to be quantified as success as they bring back the past into the future. They're all signed for the next few seasons, but as I say, contention is not inevitable, and we'll be looking back on this year and wondering, what if Danny Ainge added the depth a little bit? It might be a worthy second to pass. This ends and building the base for how it's going to end. What the difference in the standings? So the Celtics lose 90-94. I'm Bobby Manning. We'll see you on Sunday at 8:30 here on Blog Talk Radio for the Celtics post-game show. Peace. This has been the Celtics post-game show on CLNSRadio.com. Thanks for listening. The Celtics might not be in action every day, but we are, so stay connected. Follow us on Twitter at CLNS Radio and check out our broadcast schedule for the best weekly sports podcasts on the web.